Hello and welcome back to the show. I am Christoph Defoe. And I am Liz Wilson. The 2022 midterms are upon us, obviously. And while Liz and I are not election experts, and even though we're not about to make any predictions about the election's outcome, we also haven't been living under a fucking rock for the last several years. So we are very well aware of what's at stake in this election. So we're going to talk to you about it because, of course, that's what we do. Before that, though, we're going to touch on the Elon Musk problem and a concept known as the paradox of tolerance. But first, I want to remind you that if you like our show, to make sure to subscribe, leave a review, check out our Patreon, and tell your friends to listen. New episodes post Mondays at noon Eastern on all the major podcast channels. Also, be sure to check out our sponsor, Cannibal & Co., located in downtown Jersey City and at shopcannibal.com. We're grateful to Cannibal for sponsoring our show. Now, we, as everybody knows, typically start our show by checking in with each other. So, Liz, what is going on with you today? I'm sick. Ah, <laughs> fucking brutal. I'm such a baby with this stuff. My kids were just, <laughs> they both were down over the last two weeks with this thing. It's going around. Everyone in all this, you know, in their classes, all the other parents I meet, there's just so many illnesses. Everyone's been hiding away for three years. So it's just like all the things are back. Um, so yeah, I thought I had dodged it and I woke up this morning with a sore throat. Um, so brutal. I mean, like I was, I was, you know, just the sickness thing. We've talked about this before and I don't want to sort of, uh, hit this too hard, but it's, it's, for me also, and I was sick recently, it, it's it's not just a physical thing, right? It no. ends up being this mental and emotional schlog, which is why yep. it's just so taxing, right? Yeah, it's really, yeah, I've thought about this a lot because I, we've discussed this before. I don't, sometimes on the show, sometimes not on the show, but that it's like <laughs> an emotional roller coaster. It's just... Uh, um, yeah, it hits me on so many levels. And I think also because of that, I always get so much anxiety about getting sick, even if I'm not sick. And it's <laughs> right. like, so COVID was a real ride for me. Like, <laughs> I'm like that at the best of times. And then this was just, oh my God. Um, it's really not even that bad. It's just enough that like daily life is kind of annoying. So, uh, so that's what's that's top of mind. But, you know, we just had <laughs> totally. a Halloween, which was like a total. It's so different when you have kids. Mm-hmm. I loved Halloween, obviously, when I was a kid. And then as like a an adult without children, I always had fun because we would just like we would go to parties or we would have friends over and watch horror movies all day and eat chili or whatever. And now it's the most exhausting. <laughs> just. <laughs> Piece of shit holiday. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and it was oh, on a no. Monday. Yeah, a Monday, Monday of all times. What the fuck is that, right? Oh my god. I don't even know what's so exhausting about it. You're just you walk for miles with kids who are complaining half the time and want to be carried. Um there's too much candy that the kids are then eating and then they're acting even more like assholes. It's just a, it's just a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh, I'm just laughing. 
<laughs> hearing you describe it is cracking me up. I don't know why it is, but oh boy. Well, I pre- I'm glad you can appreciate it. <laughs> I can't appreciate it. I can't appreciate it. I mean, I, it's funny because right from the, the social media perspective, all I see is the cute pictures, right? Of you course. Know, kids in their cute outfits and I'm like, you know, yeah. and people posing in front of their beautiful, their beautiful homes and, and, uh-huh. uh, and doing this cute, you know, cute family stuff. Right. And, yeah. uh, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's very cute, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you mean, know, there, there, there's more sides to it than just that, I guess, right? There's multiple sides like, to it. Yes. It's a really good, like, kind of um, snapshot of parenthood in general, really, <laughs> if you think about it, because it's like, there are some really, really cu- sweet, really cute moments, you know, like, like <laughs> periods of like real joy. And you, sure, you, sure. you have these moments of like seeing your child have so much fun and mm-hmm. oh, it makes you, warms your heart. And then like... 80% of it is just like your feet hurt and you're exhausted and <laughs> you're cranky and everybody's crying. <laughs> everyone's crying. <laughs> yeah, it's a microcosm of, of parenthood. Right. Um, oh, that's great. <clears throat> so yeah, everybody have kids for sure. <laughs> It's deeply, deeply rewarding, deeply rewarding, obviously, obviously. It is, it is. So yeah, you recover yeah. and you're like, you remember the mostly the good stuff and it's right, fine. Right, <laughs> right, right. Totally, totally. I get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, obviously the election is coming up and it's getting harder to uh, pretend that it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, how are you doing? Well, you know... Um, Pretty well, I would say, right? You know, it's uh, Halloween from the perspective of not of in that in a position where, first of all, I don't have children, but also I am too like I'm old, right? So I don't do like, I don't go I don't go to parties, right? You know, I don't really I don't really do much of anything at all, actually. It, it's uh-huh. um, it's really just Sounds sort of wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I just right. I mean, I we have candy, which we literally got two sets of truck trick or treaters, and then we just ate the rest of the candy, which you know, whatever, which is fine, I guess. I that's ate great. a lot of kit, ton of Kit Kats. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. And I think Kit Kats are great. Um, but uh, and but I think the more, <laughs> I think the you know the more interesting thing. So over thank over Thanksgiving, Jesus Christ, uh, we're not there yet. But over uh, Halloween. I was at this motorcycle rally, right? Right. And um, and so, yeah. what's a rally? <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what what it is is, I'm I guess I'm really not supposed to say the name of it because the the person who runs it's very um, anti social media, which is not an unreasonable position to take. Um, but it, but it's it's this thing down in South Jersey, and what it is is we get a bunch of about a hundred motorcycle riders together and and it's not a race but it is a three-day gps um uh we get the like gps guided tour so to speak of the pine barrens oh. in new jersey and um for those of you who don't know um the pine barrens are very very sandy so um and mm-hmm. riding a large motorcycle in the sand is as challenging as it sounds uh think think walking in the sand or pulling one of those carts across yeah. the sand with all your kids toys in them but think of that with like you know 100 horsepower 
and uh, and and 450 pounds of motorcycle, right? So it's a lot. Um, yeah. But but I but I love that stuff. So I'm not I'm complaining, but only like. Not really, because I fucking love it. Um, I mean, you chose I, to go there, so I chose to. Go, I paid to go there, right? <laughs> wow, um, okay. Literally paid to go there. <laughs> but I think the most interesting thing was um, about all about these experiences, right? Is is that just like any other, certainly any motorsport is it is heavily a white guy environment, right? That's mm. who's there, and. And also these events and any kind of adventure motorcycling, which I'm very into doing, is happens out in the country. It happens outside of the city. It happens outside of the liberal bubbles, right? It happens where there are Trump flags every other everywhere right there where where every gas station i pull pull off at it feels mm-hmm. that i feel and and so i was also incidentally with my buddy my who i just became friends with my friend nikhil he is mm-hmm. a he only he is an indian guy from the from literally from india um in 2015 he moved to the united states and he is a software engineer and a super smart guy super awesome guy i love spending time with him and he is as obsessive about motorcycling as i am so which most people are obviously are not i'm including mm-hmm. people who are listening to this podcast being like why the fuck are we talking about motorcycles believe me i'm getting <laughs> I, I am i'm getting someplace um but the <laughs> um but the point is like the it was the first time that i had been out in the country like that with another per- another person who is brown right mm, and to mm-hmm. be able to just talk to him about it as it was happening Mm. Uh, without having to sort of explain it. Because I have yeah. friends that I ride with who are white and I can explain to them and they are like absolutely down to hear it. They're like, yeah, totally do. This shit's fucked up. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's not the same as no. having being with a guy who's experiencing it with me, right? right? right. Um, and what was great too is this one dude shows up and not Nikhil, but another guy. And he was, uh, he's like, oh, have you been to one of these things before? And I said, no. And and this is my first time to one of these rallies. And he's like, oh, yeah, me too. He's a black guy. And he's like, so uh, what about like being black here? Like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, thank you. You're just saying the quiet part out loud. Like, that mm-hmm. is something that we normally there's like a handful of black people there. We don't like talk about it. Right. But like this guy was just straight up like, so like, what is it like being black? around here and i'm like well you know it has its ups and its downs you know uh Uh, most people are 90 everyone's very very nice but you still see like the guy with the 1776 shirt on Mm -hmm. right and you know that he's one of those guys even though he's nice to me right now but really he's one of those guys and i can see it i can see it in the gear i can see it in the hats i can see it in like so everyone's nice like because we're all here for the same reason we're all in a good mood everyone's on vacation they're away from their kids and their families and they're like holy shit they're all doing dude stuff and this is great right um there are some women there too by the way who i felt badly for because there were more than a few uncool jokes um Mm. um but uh um so in any event it was that entire experience was really interesting and while I was there, and and this is going to segue into a more relevant conversation, um, is uh, the Elon Musk thing happened, right? Uh, where he took mm-hmm. over, he took over um, Twitter, and and <laughs> I can't explain to you. It's hard to explain to people, I think, who who don't, and maybe you feel this, Liz, uh, from the perspective of a of a feminist and a woman. Um, but you know, it, the explosion of the N word on Twitter, right? And I'm seeing these memes of people saying some of the most awful stuff, even if they're not saying actually saying the N word, just saying stuff like. Um, Oh, now I can just say that black people belong at the bottom of the social py- a social pyramid, and that's exactly what? where they belong. Um, yeah, that, this is literally what, what I saw memes saying on Twitter, and 
it makes it just reinforce this feeling it's like it's like buffalo right like buffalo happens it doesn't affect me personally but like it reinforces this feeling of like holy shit i am not I don't really count in this country in the same way as other people, right? Uh, people don't take me as seriously. I, I am not as part of the team. And it really reminded me of 2016 and 2015, rolling up to the 2016 election in, in a very profound way. And it was very uh, unsettling um, yeah. Yeah. given given what we are rolling in into uh -huh. this election. So um, yeah. that's sort of my my... I, my extended uh, rant, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so the explosion of the N-word, I'm not on Twitter. I have a Twitter handle, but I mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I was on there. Um, I hate it with a passion. Oh, Twitter's the worst. Twitter's it's the, the worst. fucking worst. It is and the I mean, worst. It kind of all social media sucks, really, but like... Twitter especially. I just felt mm -hmm. like it, it gets me to a rage place so much faster than anything else does. Um, but yeah, so what did the explosion of the N-word, was that correlated with the, the Elon bullshit? It was because he immediately... Oh, he fired, fired a bunch he, of moderators, he fired, right? He fired all the moderators. He got took got rid of all the rules, and now it's just like a, a quote oh free speech God. platform. So as soon it's as it became West. A, so now it's the Wild West. So <clears throat> of course the neo Nazis immediately uh -huh. uh, show up and start talking, and 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 you know, and they are and on. In, I didn't actually go on Twitter, and I don't intend to pretty much ever again. But mm -hmm. um. And I don't really, I never really did anyway with any regularity, but I saw the memes uh, on Instagram, right? Like people, uh -huh. people yeah. take tweets and, and, and they were yeah. making the point that this is what happens right. when you, uh, when you allow um, folks to say whatever Ugh. the hell they want to say, um, the shittiest people are going to come out there and say shitty things. And, and it affects, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it affects people, right? Like I'm not going to walk around thinking that I really belong at the bottom of the social pyramid, but like, it's just, again, it's that feeling of holy sh that reminder that yeah this is not my country right? right it is my country but like there's a lot of people who think that it's not you're right? not yeah you're not a full human the same way that like a white dude is exactly yeah no they, they all came running over from truth social and decided to get back into twitter now that's right that's right cool pretty chill <laughs> pretty chill <laughs> love elon too Oh, what a fucking piece of garbage that what guy is. What a turd is. basket. I can't Jesus even. Christ. He's really. Ugh. Okay. Just a horrible person. Um, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about that. Let's like, so how is the paradox of tolerance? What, well, what is the paradox of tolerance and how is it relevant, relevant to Elon and, and to the election that's coming up? Totally. Thank you, uh, Liz, because uh, I wanted to be sure we touch on this paradox of tolerance uh, concept because it really, especially in the light of this Elon Musk thing and what I was literally just talking about, because it really has to be central to any plan to combat the rising tide of right-wing authoritarianism. And the concept was mainstreamed by a, by a guy, a uh, philosopher or whatever, named Karl Popper. And I'll quote him now, quote, Less well known than other paradoxes is the paradox of tolerance. 
unlimited tolerance must lead to the disappearance of tolerance. If we extend unlimited tolerance even to those who are intolerant, if we are not prepared to defend a tolerant society against the onslaught of the intolerant, then it is the tolerant that will be destroyed and their tolerance with them. I am not implying that we should always suppress the utterance of intolerant philosophies. As long as we can counter them by rational argument and keep them in check by public opinion, suppression would certainly be most unwise. But we should claim the right to suppress them if necessary, even by force, for it may easily turn out that they are not prepared to meet us on the level of rational argument. But begin by denouncing all argument. They may forbid their followers to listen to rational argument, because it is deceptive. And they might teach them to answer arguments by the use of their fists or pistols. We should therefore claim, in the name of tolerance, the right to not tolerate the intolerant. We should claim that any movement preaching intolerance places itself outside the law, and we should consider incitement to intolerance and persecution as criminal, in the same way as we should consider incitement to murder or to kidnapping or to the revival of the slave trade as criminal. End quote. Whew. Right? Now, we're going to talk about how the podcast has changed later on in the show, and I am happy that it has. But what hasn't changed for me, though, is the clear-eyed recognition of what we are fighting against. Fascism, theocracy, patriarchy, white supremacy, they understand only power. They cannot be bargained with. They cannot be reasoned with. If you give them an inch, they will take a mile. They will take 100 miles. Part of being what I call a post-liberal advocate of social justice is to be prepared to fight fire with fire. <laughs> Not only can we not assume that Trump or DeSantis or McConnell will act in good faith, we need to come to terms with the fact that they will mm. never act in good faith. Mm -hmm. The only way to ensure lasting social justice is to defeat, not tolerate, defeat those whose entire ethos is anti-social justice. Understanding the paradox of tolerance, and this is why I want to hit this so hard, and I am hitting it so hard, is because it is the first step on a long journey that the left is going to have to take uh, from its tendency toward complacency and blubbering uh, equivocation to a robust post-liberal defense of progressive values and vulnerable human lives and rant. Mm. Mm. And what a great rant it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just like so I much just... for the tolerant left. Yes, yes, exactly. So <laughs> much for the tolerant left. And this is just one of the most weaponized phrases, right? They mm -hmm. say it all yeah. the time. Mm. Yep, they sure do. But so, but what are you thinking, Liz, about the election? First of all, do you have any comments on that, or and or the election, or whatever? I mean, uh, where are you with where we're at at this political moment? Yeah, um, I mean, I love the conversation about tolerance and how far it should extend. And I think about, I mean, I'm a Canadian. I'm Canadian. I grew up in Canada, <laughs> at least for the first 15 years of my life. And that's and significant, right? That's not like, right? I I was born in Dakar, Senegal, but I was only mm -hmm. lived there for two lot two years, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. not in any way like I'm only like like 
kind of African. That's not the same thing. Mm. 15 years, that's a significant amount of time, right? That's like yeah. Canadian it's my, roots. My formative, my formative years. And and I'm a citizen, so I feel like that counts. Totally. But um, it, it's something that I think about all the time that in... And again, I'm nervous to speak as any sort of, I'm not an expert. So, um, but my understanding is that in Canada, we have um, much, the, our freedom of speech has more limits than it does here. Um, because uh, hate speech is not protected <laughs> the same way that it is here. Um and I've heard, I've known people to Americans who have talked about how um, uh, restrictive that is. But in my mind, and, and I had never put it as clearly as, what was his name? Karl Popper. Karl Popper put it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that like too much, like unending tolerance just results in, in tolerance being completely obliterated. Um but mm -hmm. I think it, you're also dead on about why Democrats struggle against it. It's it's it. Republicans always they do the what about thing. What about ism, right? And I feel like it just takes our legs out because we are not a group of people who are um, against self reflection, which I think is a great quality. But I think the 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 negative side of that. You know, the other side of that coin is self-doubt. We are too prone to self-doubt and to giving other people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And I think when you're talking about someone like Mitch McConnell, you're talking about DeSantis, you're talking about fucking Ted Cruz. Um, I was struggling to say his name because I can't stand him, just so you know. Um, <laughs> just make it clear. I was I was debating if I was going to curse or not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they've shown us who they are. They've shown us what their priorities are. They have shown us that given the opportunity to do the right thing, they will not if the alternative is winning. And we need to stop giving them the benefit of the fucking doubt because yeah. they don't play by the same rules as us. They They aren't actually concerned with tolerance they don't give two fucks about tolerance they want power end of so i love that point that you know as democrats we do need to learn how to to plant our flag and not be moved from that and have the clarity of vision that like yes we are intolerant to some things like i will not be tolerant of you dehumanizing me sorry Fuck you. Abortion should be legal. You have no business telling me what I can do with my body. Period. <laughs> so that's exactly, what I have to right, say right, about right. that. That's exactly <laughs> right. Like there, there's no debate to be had when mm -hmm. it comes down to people's individual personhood. Like that's Correct. the thing, right? They want us to pretend like that should be a debate, right? right? That is not a fucking debate. Whether or not what what you can do with your body, what any of us can do with our bodies mm -hmm. is not a fucking debate. That is not right. that is not in the realm of rational argument, no. right? That's what and Popper I, yeah. says. And I don't give two shits what you believe. If it infringes on my right to exist as a free human being, it is not okay. Period. I don't care if you believe in the Bible. I don't care what the Bible says. It's like that great, I forget that that woman's name. There, on, there's a clip going around for a few years of this woman saying like, fuck your Bible. I'm not, yes. you can believe it. I am happy for you to believe it. 
and to, you know, live your life according to those guidelines. But I don't believe it. So don't come at me and give that as your reason for why I should or shouldn't be doing something. It's not your business. That's right. That's right. I really do think that Democrats are finally coming around to this. Um, uh-huh. Even Joe Biden is finally able to call <gasps> right? out the MAGA people, right? He is right. calling out the fucking neo-fascists, right? Finally. But mm-hmm. the, you worry whether it's a bit too late in it the fucking game, like right? It. I mean, maybe, maybe this five this days. Been, exactly. This would have been useful <laughs> 10 years ago, right? Uh-huh. When this, like this, when the Tea Party rate rose, because that's mm-hmm. that was really the beginning of this sort of neo-fascist movement. Yeah. This like hard shot, like hit to the right. But we want to think the best of about everybody. They're not going to do anything to hurt the country. They love America. And literally these people had signs hang the N word and they were talking about Uh Obama, right? These, like this was not this. They were telling, like you always say, Liz, they were showing us who they are. They were. And and we as Democrats, also, as you frequently say, which is true in a great character of us is like we want to give people the benefit of the doubt we mm-hmm. want to we want it's like huh, they're the so often the religious right talks about redemption and about forgiveness and all this kind of stuff like but mm-hmm. really when it comes down to it they're not a particularly forgiving bunch meanwhile no. we're over here saying okay look you you did some fucked up things in the past but look we're willing to work with you um yeah. and uh because we think that it's we're better off our society is <laughs> better off when we're all working together and but they're like okay great we'll play your game for a second and then they'll just take it and say thank you very much yep. and fuck you that's and what they'll going. do and they'll keep going every yep. goddamn time every and yep. i'm just so glad that finally 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 this like people like you and me we are people that are fiery about this stuff. We, we get our noses in it all the time. I'm finally glad that this is like permeating down into like the main out up into the mainstream. This idea yeah. that like, holy shit, the Republicans True, yeah. are not just like us, but but, but think differently. No, 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 no. They're an entirely different thing. They're an no. entirely different thing, right? Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden, who's basically like what a Republican was in the 80s, is <laughs> right, saying right. this. So, I mean... It's interesting, too, because we talk a lot about on here about seeing people's humanity. Right. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's so important. It can feel like those two things are at odds, though. Right. Like Mm -hmm. the idea of how important it is to not dehumanize people. And yet at the same time, fuck Mitch McConnell. Yes. Um, (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I I was actually thinking about this because, um, I mean, this might sound random, but my 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 train of thought was basically I saw this um, Charles Bukowski quote quote online mm-hmm. um about you know first of all he's super problematic let's lead with that mm-hmm. um here <laughs> right. hold on i think i can find this quote um, yeah 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 go for it okay at the age of 25 most people were finished a whole goddamn nation of assholes driving automobiles eating having babies doing everything in the worst way possible like voting for the presidential candidates who reminded the most of themselves um end quote so mm-hmm. i am not a fan he was super misogynistic, sure. like abusive to his partners, very problematic. So he's not the point of this. The point of this is it made me start thinking about um, it reminded me of myself, you know, like as a as a 20 something or a teenager, this idea of like, fuck all these sheep, you know, who just like yeah. are her playing the game or whatever. Um, but as someone in my 40s who has 
what what can what from the outside it looks like i am one of those people who have played the game i'm married sure. i have a house right. in the suburbs i have two mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. and now my feeling about that is fuck you fuck you man like people are not the sum of the things in their life mm. like we are individually so complex we all have our own stories we all have our own reasons our own motivations and our own reasons for having played into the system right Right. it's a survive it's a way of surviving it's a survival choice and not everybody can just like be a functioning questionably functioning alcoholic and beat women but still have access a successful career like also you were a white dude so maybe that has something to do with it Mm, you know could be mm-hmm. um who knows no who's to say but right 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 maybe but, <laughs> but my real but i was thinking about this and i thought you know like this is the problem because what he's in what he's actually objecting to and what i was actually objecting to when i had those feelings was the system it's not the people in it it's that these systems exist and that it feels suffocating because it feels like that's your only option if you want to survive So don't denigrate the people because they couldn't figure out a different way to survive, right? The system is fucked, but it's not their fault. It's fucked, right? So this made me think about what we do here, right? And there's a difference between a system and someone who's in the system. And I think that is where recognizing people's humanity is important, right? When we're talking about individuals, But when you're talking about a group of people who are behaving in a certain way, that is a system, right? And you can say, fuck that system. That system is evil, right? Um, So I think it's important to highlight that because we can say both of those things and we're not being disingenuous. Like we genuinely believe that humanity is crucial. And in fact, it is the way out of this situation is to recognize individuals' humanity, and the fullness of their experience. But at the same time, we have to be intolerant to intolerance, <laughs> right? In groups and in movements and in political parties. So that's my oh, rant. Wow. Well, wow, that was a beautiful rant. Thank you. Because oh, that was you. just so on point. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. And the, what stuck with me, uh, most prominently out of what you said there is this distinction between the individual and the system that is so fucking critical right because mm-hmm. and because right i mean and those of us we're just i just did a reel uh, on our 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 instagram page about you know we're you and me we're just like normal people right we're not super people right we're not we're not celebrities we we're not independently wealthy we don't come from rich families who just who could we can just like live and do whatever we want mm-hmm. we have to fucking live right we right. we have to we have to survive in this system but mm-hmm. we can also be actively critical of it at the same time because we're critical of the system, not the individuals in it. Most of exactly. what we do, most of what individuals do, they're just doing it. They're not even thinking about it. And exactly. we just kind of we just kind of do what what the system does. That's why it's so that's why it's so important to think in systems. Yes. Right? Because yep. because that's that when you can see that perspective, then you can be like, oh wow, maybe, maybe this person isn't 
isn't morally corrupt in the same way that I think in, in that sort of individualistic way, right? They're just mm-hmm. kind of doing what everyone else around them is doing. And that is a right. perfectly rational human thing to do. It is what we right. all do all the time. And so when they're we point surviving. at people, they're surviving. Yeah. When you point at people and say, oh, it's, we do, people do this with poor people, especially, right? Right. They mm-hmm. poor, push, point at the poor and say, stop doing that. Stop doing that. You are wrong. You are you are morally corrupt for doing X, Y, and Z. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait, but if you were in that situation, you would be doing the exact same fucking thing because we are all just part of a system trying to make it and trying to make it and so I think that important. And on the other hand, you don't have to lean into it, right? You don't right. have to be one of these guys who is like, who says, um, you know, I'm going to go be a, be a capitalist and just, and just, uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and play this game and, and this game mm-hmm. and exploit it for, for everything, for everything, right. for everything well, it's, it's like worth. Once like, you're right? conscious and you see the system, yeah, then your job is to try and change the system as much as you can since you are part of that system, right? So like, totally. yeah, don't be like, oh, well, I'm a victim of the system, so I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And and, and it, it is complicated, right? Because I'm not, I, I think that people should go and make money if they can make money. I think people should enjoy nice things. I'm not saying, the, but at the same time, there's a difference between expo- like using the system, being, you know, making your best of what, of the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I don't, there's a fine line of distinction between that and just leaning into it and being like oh yeah well you know uh you know i'm i am a capitalist and i am running and i'm gonna go uh see how many people i can exploit like there's a distinction to be made there there's a distinction to be made there don't you think yeah for sure like yeah go and earn the money but again it's kind of like what we were talking about with the seeing the matrix like once you've once you understand that this is a system that you're in, then you can do things like i'm gonna make a lot of money but i'm gonna make sure that i do it in a way that's not that is not exploiting people. Exactly. Exactly. To the best or, of my ability. To the best of my ability. Or I'm going to hire, I'm, if yeah. I'm in a position of power, I am going to hire women. I am going to exactly. hire minorities, right? Like, right. so that's the way you fight back in that, in, in a system without fucking yourself over. Like, right. you don't have to, you don't have to be a martyr. Right? You, no. you can't expect anybody to be a fucking martyr. Some people are martyrs and God bless them for being that way, but we can't mm-hmm. expect most people to want to do that. Right. Some people are, um, and God bless them and we should support them, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. those the people we should be sending our money to, right? Yeah. Is the people who are willing to go and stand in front of riot cops, right? Like yeah. that's right. We should send money to them, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we all, most of us are just average people trying to live our lives and trying to survive and try right. and be there for our family and our friends and 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 trying to do the right thing. And that's what I think I love about this podcast is, you know, we don't make any pretenses to be to be some something that we're not. We're like we're just a people trying to survive this fucking thing, right? Yeah. And, and, and trying to do the right thing in the context of the system that we find yeah. ourselves, right? And trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. And trying mm-hmm. to make sense of it all. And trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. Um, and that's actually an interesting way of talking about the name change, by the way. Sure, yeah. Because uh, isn't that, like, I think, a, like, actually a pretty smooth transition mm-hmm. there. Um, Look because, at us with um, our smooth transitions. Mm. Today is a day for smooth transitions. <laughs> and and maybe that's, maybe that's reflective of the fact that we are after like six or a few months of doing this now, I don't know how long it's been, but we've been doing this, that uh, <clears throat> we are, we are beginning to hit a hit, hit a bit of a stride here and, and, and have a, uh, you know, a, a system that's working between us. But, um, but uh, those of us, uh, those of you uh, eagle eyed people out there have noticed mm-hmm. that our name has changed. Um, and for years, the podcast was called the radical secular. 
And now we are named uh, uh, Radically Human. So, mm -hmm. uh, Liz, uh, where are you with that name change? How are you feeling about it? Um, I know we, we workshopped it a lot, so I kind of know, did. but tell everybody else. <laughs> okay. I feel great about it. I'm somebody who loves change. I always get very excited for it. And then after the fact, I'll, that's when I get my cold feet. Um, <laughs> so far, it hasn't happened, though. Uh, I mean, you had a lot more invested in the radical secular than I did, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't really speak to that. But it just feels like it it feels like a more accurate description of what we're doing here now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, sort of like shifting into more of a community building mindset and kind of like a problem solving or like what can what can we do as uh, citizens, you know, like you're saying, regular folks. Um, and that it requires, community building requires connection, right? Like kind of like Sandra was saying last week, um, that, and, and for that, you need to be able to radically self-assess, right? You need vulnerability. Mm. You need to be, like I was saying, striving to see everyone's humanity all the time. You need to be active and you need to be humble in your listening to people mm. when they tell you their stories and their truths and their experiences. So, kind of in other words that requires us to be radically human right so that's right i think it's a nice descriptor of what we're doing but like i said i don't have as much involved in in radical secular so i was wondering i want to know how you're feeling about it yeah totally um and thanks for that and uh, you know the name was something one thing we didn't want to do was uh, right we had a huh, keep using the word radical but we had a radical personnel shift right so mm -hmm. um Sean and Joe had been part of the show for since the beginning. Well, Sean particularly since the very beginning, and then Joe um, not yeah. not long after. And so, and then um, you came on, and then we had this transition. And so we didn't want to be reactive, right? That was the key we right. didn't want, right? Is we didn't want to be like, okay, we have a new show, let's just, and we have to change everything immediately to like right. to, to reflect that, right? So. We held on to the radical secular name way longer than the show had anything to really to do with radical secular. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, s secularism is something that I mean, I am right. I am. I, I am. I guess a secularist. I am a humanist. Right? That is something that I take very seriously. Um, I I don't really subscribe necessarily to any particular philosophy, but though, but that's the closest one to uh, to the perspective that I have, a humanist perspective, a perspective based on human well being as opposed to some since other arbitrary rules. Um, and that was sort of the gist of the old show. And I don't think that show that gist is gone. But I think that the change is reflective of the fact of so I think my you're coming on the show and my my evolution in terms of how best to approach this, right? Because mm -hmm. the reality is that when people hear secular, they hear atheist, right? And that is not secularism and atheist. Like most people are secularists, whether they know it or not. They don't right. actually want the, the church of the the church of the United States telling them how to live their lives, but mm -hmm. um, they don't want the Christianity telling them how to how to live their lives from the government perspective. But but when you say and so most people are actually secularists, but when you say that, they think that they're you're talking about atheists, and atheists come across as um, and often are very aggressively um, anti militant, yeah. militant anti religious, anti theist, all that kind of stuff. And um, I've just come to this place where um, the the idea that 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 I or anyone will ever persuade and like a large swath of the world to stop believing in religion or stop God is just fanciful. So mm -hmm. the question really is, do I want to be right or do I want to 
build mm-hmm. community or and do I want to change the world, right? right? Because um, if I want to be right, then I can just bang my drum and be mad about people that are religious and just mm-hmm. alienate myself, right? And I'll be, I'll be able to get some people to my cause, right? Mm-hmm. Like there'll be some number of people who are on board for that, but it's a very small number. Like most people, even if they are not religious, are going to find that offensive. So the question is, mm-hmm. do I want to persuade people or do I want to be right? And so mm-hmm. I, I think I've got to this place where it's like, okay, if not that, then what is it that brings us all together? Whether we are, we, whether we, all of us on the left, right? Whether we are religious or not, whether we are, um, whether we are centrists or we are, or, or we are uh, ultra progressives, or even if we're communists, and you know how I rant and rave against the communists, but even mm-hmm. if we're communist, um, and I think what it is, is, is that shared, it has to be that shared humanity, it has to be that shared yeah. commitment to the values of uh, the, to, to the social justice, to those values. And so I think that when we, and, we talk about those values here and 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 the other thing is like we talk about it from an experiential perspective right and mm-hmm. uh, and something that we can talk about in terms of our own personal experience what is it what is it to live social justice every day yeah. um and so i think that the name radical radically human um and 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 i love that we were both so so actively we had a thread right we had all kinds of names <laughs> that we went well, literally over the course of months right yeah um a bunch of different names we slapped it through up against the wall and we finally came to this and i think i think radically radical holds the classic radical secular right holding that and because i do care about this and i am in your face about it right that is part of yeah. my personality right like right. I, I i will grab people by the lapels right like yeah, that we're is not how like, i am please don't be a fascist no. pretty exactly please. <laughs> no, we are not that. No. <laughs> um, no. Um, but at the same time, right? But we are human beings and we want to connect with people's humanity. That's what we're here to do because, and that's how you, and the, the humanization of everyone, right? Not to, to get away from the dehumanization, but to, to focus on the human connection that we all have. Um, yeah. Uh, and rants, I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, rants are, rants are fun. <laughs> Listen, if nothing else, this is just therapy for you and I. And and if people enjoy it, then that's great. Exactly. <laughs> if they don't, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, we're, we're really uh, sorry, guys. We're, we're just uh, being honest here, everybody. We're just being that's honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're at. And this is how we're trying to deal with this shit, you know, and life is fucking uh, hard. And and yeah. uh, and, and we're the just elections to, coming up. Should we talk I'm, about that or no? I guess we should talk about it at least briefly. Um, that is, yeah. yeah, go for it. Go for it. Oh, man. I mean, it's it's been interesting because I've been thinking, uh, you know, like one of the reasons when you sort of like floated this idea to me about me becoming, a you know, a, an official member of the podcast Um Part of my thinking about why I should say yes was that uh, I've always struggled with stamina, with with activist stamina, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I get so burnt out emotionally, and then I kind of retreat. And I've been doing that a little bit. Like it's just you know I I listen to my 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 news and my podcasts and my political podcasts, um, so I know what's going on. Um, but I've been kind of trying not to think about it too much, to be honest, because I feel like also, I don't know if this is going to be like, uh, controversial, but I'm not a citizen, so I can't vote. (laughs) (laughs) So 
it's an extra layer of like, I can do things, there are things I can do, but I can't do that one fundamental thing. So at this point, it feels like I'm kind of just on the ride and I don't have a lot of control over what's going to happen. So I'm trying to just kind of take care of my uh, mental state at this point. Um, You know, it's a little like, it's, I've done things like, you know, send out postcards to Georgia and, and that kind of stuff. But at this point, like, there's not really much left to do um, for me. So mm-hmm. I've been leaning into hope as much as mm-hmm. possible. I mean, I do, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a very smart guy and has a really good track record with predicting things. So he was like my one friend who pre COVID, like, a, like t- a week or two before schools closed down, we were at dinner with them. And he was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be serious. And another friend of mine who's there, who is a nurse, was like, oh, no, no, I think it's just going to be like a, you know, a really bad cold, kind of like a really bad flu season. And my friend was like, nope, nope, it's all shutting down. Just wait. And then it did. And then like a couple of weeks later, he's we're like, well, it's going to be over soon. He's like, this is going to be like two or three years. And we're like, oh, come on. So he recently said to me, I actually think that Democrats are going to do well. I think that the polls are like skewing three or four points towards the Republicans when it's which is like not accurate. I think mm. we're going to see a lot of like road turnout. Um, the base is very active or not the base. De- the Democrats are very the base is very active. So activated. So I'm choosing right now for the sake of my mental health to decide that that is what's going to happen. And um, I will just deal with what happens <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I think that is um, that that is hopeful, and I think, um, and I think it's a great way to to wrap up the show, actually, because we do, do like to talk about how to take care of yourself, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think that it is perfectly rational and reasonable, and I think healthy to back away from it because getting into the horse race element of this is, mm-hmm. um, and um, reading every post, every article and following every poll. I don't, I don't do that. And I, and maybe it's that's a bad, I don't think it's helpful at all. And in fact, well, I mean, as if we've learned can- anything the last few years, it's that polls mean shit, right? Yeah, so they, they don't mean shit. And, and I mean, and even if they do, the emotional roller coaster of yeah. following the polls is I don't think that's particularly healthy. I think yeah. it is it's getting too much into the weeds. I, I, yeah. I the, there's an author that I I'm not going to remember the author now. Um, but uh, but you know he talks about this sort of burnout, right? The burnout of mm-hmm. of people who are politically active and think about this stuff all the time. And I mean, and how it's it's I think okay, it's okay, everyone out there. I think it's okay, Liz. I think it's okay, Christoph, to to say, you know what, I'm just going to look at the headlines, right? I get the headline, mm-hmm. I get the notifications. I know generally what's going on. Getting mm-hmm. into the weeds is really just getting, and I hate to say the media, but right, like the media is telling a story that they want you to follow, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and I'm not saying that that's it's a wrong story, you know, but it's a dramatized mm-hmm. story, right? Mm-hmm. It's a story that's that that's 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 trying to pull clicks, right? Mm-hmm. And um and uh, I mean the, on the extreme end of that, obviously, is a Fox News or one of these sort of like fascist sort of things, or like you know, but but even our normal like New York Times and all the things that we respect and that we still they're telling a story. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how helpful it is to get into the weeds. Now there's a and there's a distinction to be made there between 
keeping your keeping knowing what's going on and putting your head and, and and but keeping a distance and and sticking your head head in the sand. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a distinction to be made there, and I don't I'm not advocating that we do that, but I but I do think that your approach is a good one. I think that you know uh, to to assume hope until until to maintain hope, and yeah. maybe that's the takeaway here, right? Because yeah. even if we lose. We cannot, maybe we can't lose hope, right? And <sighs> uh, and so, and um, we have we'll, we'll have to we'll have to find a way to live in that new reality, yes. and and yeah. we will, and we will. You're um, right. Like that is the human spirit, right? Um, that yeah. is the humanity that that holds us all together. Yeah. Um, and the last few elections have really been a good lesson in that for us. You know that it felt like if Trump won the election, the world would explode. And that's right. I mean, in a lot of ways it did, but we all had to figure out how to continue to live in that situation. And we, we, we figured out a way. And, and, we, and we figured out a way. We, and we figured out not, and, and not only that, we found out a way to fight back. Yeah. They're, they're like, but we, the, the left is more active than ever. Than, yeah. than, than my entire lifetime, my entire yeah. lifetime, my entire political lifetime. Yeah. Th- I have never seen so many people understanding and caring about politics. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, young people are always, always tough, but I mean, average Americans know like obscure, like Senate procedures, right? Like, it's it's, it's, like yeah. this is what's right. happened. This yeah. is what's happened. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I felt like I was the person gonna, who was going to come into into this a little more pessimistic, but now I'm feeling a little bit better about it. So mm, good, good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. but we are we are um, at the sort of the end of our time time list. Do you have um, any final comments before we uh, leave? Just one. Go for vote. it. Uh, vote. Yes. Vote. 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 Vote blue. Vote blue. Vote blue. That's vote it. Blue. That's all and also, say. if you if you're planning on vote red, don't vote. Stay home. Yes. We don't. I actively don't want you to vote. If you are mm-hmm. planning to vote red, you are obviously not rational, and you please need and to thank be. You. And, and yes. Please and thank you. Please just stay home. And everyone who is um, who is uh, uh, who is a progressive and who is thoughtful, and um, and even if you're not progressive and you're not thoughtful, but you're prepared to vote blue, go to the fucking polls. And mm-hmm. also remember that if you like our show, to make sure to subscribe, leave a review, check out our Patreon, and tell your friends to listen new episodes post mondays and all the major podcast channels please connect with us on social media as well because we really love you and we definitely want to talk to you out there so do that and until next time please care for each other share your experience strength and hope with each other and with the people you love